how we react to fear of the other. Being able to stumble on something like this and then, you know, opening up to, you know, seeing something that hasn't been open for 30, 40, 50 years and then being open to it being something that's such a commentary on what it was. The park historian actually said, hey, these structures are the physical manifestations of what national security meant during the Civil War, during World War I, during World War II, during the Cold War, and that was kind of the genesis of the idea of the, of the name of the exhibition. to give up for what we perceive as security. In Tirza Bazel's concourse, we see people going through security at the airport. And when I think of that, when I look at the postures, to me, it is stop and frisk on a grand scale. And if that's unconstitutional, why isn't this unconstitutional? And why do we stand for it? And are we more secure? What would happen if we all just went to the airport and we just said no? One of the most powerful installations for me was the guy shaving himself. It's interesting because it made me also feel about my own, my own lens, you know, mm -hmm. how I view um, potentially Muslim or Arab people from from uh, that region mm. and that's why even though I think I'm open-minded and and try to exercise uh, being a global citizen moments like that where I catch myself getting a hint of prejudice at least I don't know it just it opens my eyes I think, I, I think um, this building in particular um, addresses uh, a lot of things around surveillance and our sort of modern conception of security, particularly this room right be behind us, Tirza's piece, Concourse, and Michelle's piece, Encirclement, which deal with you know, airport security and, and sort of the ramifications, uh, the modern ramifications of airport security post 9-11 and you know, sort of these rituals that we go through or that we're subject to that are we're told that make us more safe, but we don't actually know if that's true or not. And um, it's just an accepted part of life now. That's beautiful. What, what do you think that's for? Good question. I have no idea. There's another one there and there. Yeah. It was really interesting. It's made out of bullets. All the exhibits are some, like the mask made out of bullets and the church was with guns and everything. So, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah? Yeah. They were called the 902nd Military Intelligence Group. 
They were involved in domestic surveillance and um, intelligence gathering. There's a vault room here where they kept their, you know, their secret files, quite literally. And it's, it's just uh, those doors on the right as you go past this entrance area. And you'll see that they're reinforced with steel. space and it's impossible to not look at this art in it you know you're in it and you get to think do I actually think that it's important that this was built do I still believe it you know these structures allow people to be here these days because it's a park you know the military structures here have preserved it as land here for us um, but at the same time, it was built because of this idea of security, and maybe we don't agree with that now, or maybe we do. Great cultural misunderstanding that can result from fear of other. To me, that is really the most pervasive and difficult psychological position in this world today, is fear of other, fear of the unknown. Watching this guy, like, die, like, for me, that was the most surreal experience because even when we shot at people or things or whatever, like you weren't face to face with that. Even then it was like you were sort of removed from it. But when you're face to face with that, like you really see like the consequences of, of your actions. Not my actions particularly, I didn't shoot the guy, but our actions collectively. Park historian actually said, hey, these structures are the physical manifestations of what national security meant during the Civil War, during World War I, during World War II, during the Cold War. And that was kind of the genesis of the idea of the, of the name of the exhibition. When I saw the homeland security and saw the spaces in between each word, the association I made to it changed, you know. But that's partly because of my understanding of grammar and the way that words work. But, you know, if you are somebody who might be speaking English as a second language or might have a different stream of education, then, you know, you might still associate this word with, you know, a feeling of tyrannical <laughs> security or oversight. Homeland security things that people all hold dear and what's the relationship between those things and how other others come in and impact a person's feeling of security about their home and their land, you know, and generational ideas of land and then colonial ideas of property, capitalist ideas of property, you know, and how that impacts a person's feeling of security and safety on the land or in the home that they know for generations and how that can be uprooted depending on their level of assets and, you know, access to wealth. So it's interesting. It's a loaded, a loaded title. Luz Maria Sanchez, 2487. The number that provides the title for Luz Maria Sanchez sound installation and battery Marcus Miller represents a disturbing tally. 
an attempt at quantifying the individuals who lost their lives during the United States-Mexico border between 1992. This is Decibels. Decibels is a collaboration between Blue Egg Media and the New Asterisk magazine. The team includes Jeremy Hoven, Alexander Winter, Robin Giannatasio Ma. Special thanks to all those who lent their voice and assisted us with this episode. Cheryl Haynes with the Foresight Foundation, Kate Bickert with the Golden Gate National Parks Conservancy, Robin Wise with Streetwise Communications, Curran White, Anne Marie, Monica, and Avi. Special thanks also goes to Tobias Moselle. Honoring sacred Ohlone land, or Ohlone sacred land. Oh my god. This is the piece, right? This is what's so difficult about this, is that now there are generations of descendants of colonizers, generations of descendants of enslaved Africans, generations of descendants, even more generations of descendants of native people. And so it becomes so difficult when these various people feel some connection to this land because of generations being here. They lose sight of who the land actually belongs to and that's nobody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what creates the kind of the uh, I mean that's what creates the tension is that so what we know about native cultures is that they already had <laughs> they are very aware of that and then colonizing cultures come in and say oh wait no it is ours <laughs> yeah let's introduce the concept of assets and property yeah you know you're not being productive with this land yeah. <laughs> yeah. being unused there's more you can do with this land here you haven't tapped every resource